Chapter Fourteen of Exotics and Retrospectives. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Exotics and Retrospectives by Lefcadio Hearn. Frisson. Some there may be who have never felt the thrill of a human touch, but surely these are few most of us in early childhood discover strange differences in physical contact we find that some caresses soothe while others irritate and we form in consequence various unreasoning likes and antipathies with the ripening of youth we seem to feel these distinctions more and more keenly until the fateful day in which we learn that a certain feminine touch communicates an unspeakable shiver of delight exercises a witchcraft that we try to account for by theories of the occult and the supernatural age may smile at these magical fancies of youth and nevertheless in spite of much science the imagination of the lover is probably nearer to truth than is the wisdom of the disillusioned we seldom permit ourselves in mature life to think very seriously about such experiences we do not deny them but we incline to regard them as nervous idiosyncrasies. We scarcely notice that even in the daily act of shaking hands with persons of either sex, sensations may be received which no physiology can explain. I remember the touch of many hands, the quality of each clasp, the sense of physical sympathy or repulsion aroused. Thousands I have indeed forgotten probably because their contact told me nothing in particular but the strong experiences i fully recollect i found that their agreeable or disagreeable character was often quite independent of the moral relation but in the most extraordinary case that i can recall a strangely fascinating personality with the strangest of careers as poet soldier and refugee the moral and the physical charm were equally powerful and equally rare whenever i shake hands with that man said to me one of many who had yielded to a spell i feel a warm shock go all through me like a glow of summer even at this moment when i think of that dead hand i can feel it reached out to me over the space of twenty years and of many a thousand miles yet it was a hand that had killed these with other memories and reflections came to me just after reading a criticism on mr bain's evolutional interpretation of the thrill of pleasure sometimes given by the touch of the human skin the critic asked why a satin cushion kept at a temperature of about ninety eight degrees would not give the same thrill and the question seemed to me unfair because in the very passage criticized mr bain had sufficiently suggested the reason taking him to have meant as he must have meant not that the thrill is given by any kind of warmth and softness but only by the peculiar warmth and softness of the human skin his interpretation can scarcely be contested by a sarcasm a satin cushion at a temperature of about ninety eight degrees could not give the same sensation as that given by the touch of the human skin for reasons even much more simple than mr bain implied since it is totally different from the human skin in substance in texture and in the all-important fact that it is not alive but dead 
of course warmth and softness in themselves are not enough to produce the thrill of pleasure considered by mr bain under easily imaginable circumstances they may produce something of the reverse smoothness has quite as much to do with the pleasure of touch as either softness or warmth can have yet a moist or a very dry smoothness may be disagreeable again cool smoothness in the human skin is perhaps even more agreeable than warm smoothness yet there is a cool smoothness common to many lower forms of life which causes a shudder whatever be those qualities making pleasurable the touch of a hand for example they are probably very many in combination and they are certainly peculiar to the living touch no possible artificial combination of warmth and smoothness and softness combined could excite the same quality of pleasure that certain human touches give although as other psychologists than mr bain have observed it may give rise to a fainter kind of agreeable feeling a special sensation can be explained only by special conditions some philosophers would explain the conditions producing this pleasurable thrill or frisson as mainly subjective others as mainly objective is it not most likely that either view contains truth that the physical cause must be sought in some quality definable or indefinable attaching to a particular touch and that the cause of the coincident emotional phenomena should be looked for in the experience not of the individual but of the race remembering that there can be no two tangible things exactly alike no two blades of grass or drops of water or grains of sand it ought not to seem incredible that the touch of one person should have power to impart a sensation different from any sensation producible by the touch of any other person that such difference could neither be estimated nor qualified would not necessarily imply unimportance or even feebleness among the voices of the thousands of millions of human beings in this world there are no two precisely the same yet how much to the ear and to the heart of wife or mother child or lover may signify the unspeakable fine difference by which each of a billion voices varies from every other not even in thought much less in words can such distinction be specified but who is unfamiliar with the fact and with its immense relative importance that any two human skins should be absolutely alike is not possible there are individual variations perceptible even to the naked eye for has not mr galton taught us that the visible finger marks of no two persons are the same but in addition to differences visible whether to the naked eye or only under the microscope there must be other differences of quality depending upon constitutional vigour upon nervous and glandular activities upon relative chemical composition of tissue whether touch be a sense delicate enough to discern such differences would be of course a question for psychophysics to decide and a question not simply of magnitudes but of qualities of sensation perhaps it is not even legitimate to suppose that just as by ear we can distinguish the qualitative differences of a million voices so by touch we might be able to distinguish qualitative differences of surface scarcely less delicate yet it is worth while here to remark that the tingle or shiver of pleasure 
excited in us by certain qualities of voice very much resembles the thrill given sometimes by the touch of a hand is it not possible that there may be recognized in the particular quality of a living skin something not less uniquely attractive than the indeterminable charm of what we call a bewitching voice perhaps it is not impossible but in the character of the frisson itself there is a hint that the charm of the touch provoking it may be due to something much more deeply vital than any physical combination of smoothness warmth and softness to something as mr bain has suggested electric or magnetic human electricity is no fiction every living body even a plant is to some degree electrical and the electric conditions of no two organisms would be exactly the same can the thrill be partly accounted for by some individual peculiarity of these conditions may there not be electrical differences of touch appreciable by delicate nervous systems differences subtle as those infinitesimal variations of timbre by which every voice of a million voices is known from every other such a theory might be offered in explanation of the fact that the slightest touch of a particular woman for example will cause a shock of pleasure to men whom the caresses of other and fairer women would leave indifferent but it could not serve to explain why the same contact should produce no effect upon some persons while causing ecstasy in others no purely physical theory can interpret all the mystery of the frisson a deeper explanation is needed and i imagine that one is suggested by the phenomenon of love at first sight the power of a woman to inspire love at first sight does not depend upon some attraction visible to the common eye it depends partly upon something objective which only certain eyes can see and it depends partly upon something which no mortal can see the psychical composition of the subject of the passion nobody can pretend to explain in detail the whole enigma of first love but a general explanation is suggested by evolutional philosophy namely that the attraction depends upon an inherited individual susceptibility to special qualities of feminine influence and subjectively represents a kind of super-individual recognition a sudden wakening of that inherited composite memory which is more commonly called passional affinity certainly if first love be evolutionally explicable it means the perception by the lover of something differentiating the beloved from all other women something corresponding to an inherited ideal within himself previously latent but suddenly lighted and defined by result of that visual impression and like sight though perhaps less deeply do other of our senses reach into the buried past a single strain of melody the sweetness of a single voice what a thrill immeasurable will either make in the fathomless sleep of ancestral memory again who does not know that speechless delight bestirred in us on rare bright days by something odorous in the atmosphere enchanting but indefinable the first breath of spring the blowing of a mountain breeze a south wind from the sea may bring this emotion emotion overwhelming yet nameless as its cause an ecstasy formless and transparent as the air whatever be the odour 
diluted to very ghostliness that arouses this delight the delight itself is too weirdly voluminous to be explained by any memory revival or merely individual experience more probably it is older even than human life reaches deeper into the infinite blind depth of that pleasure and pain out of that ghostly abyss also must come the thrill responding within us to a living touch touch electrical of man questioning the heart touch magical of woman invoking memory of caresses given by countless delicate and loving hands long crumbled into dust doubt it not the touch that makes the thrill within you is the touch that you have felt before sense echo of forgotten intimacies in many unremembered lives End of chapter 14 Recording by Hihi Kitty